Welcome to the Pacific Center podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Greg Lane. Please visit us at PacificCenterForLifelongLearning.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. In this week's episode, we had an opportunity to speak with Chad Connor, Vice President of Pure Ratios, a vertically integrated CBD company, about the benefits of CBD and other issues surrounding the current state of the cannabis culture. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the inaugural podcast from the Pacific Center for Lifelong Learning. My name is Dr. Greg Lane and I will be your host as we explore many interesting topics with many amazing people from a variety of professional backgrounds over the months and years ahead. So first, before we dive into our our guest and the subject today, I'd like to tell you a little bit about myself and the format and the theme of this podcast. Uh, My background is in the performing arts. I graduated from California Institute of the Arts with a BFA in dance and performance. During my 20s, I was a member of a number of internationally touring professional dance companies that performed regularly. And my background in movement, performance, and art, along with my practice of Tai Chi and interest in Eastern philosophy, led me down the path of traditional East Asian healthcare. In 1990, I had a pretty bad injury while in rehearsal, and I decided to pursue a master's degree in traditional oriental medicine. I graduated from the Pacific College of Oriental Medicine in my hometown of San Diego, and I received my doctorate in, my doctorate in acupuncture and Chinese medicine from Pacific College. Over the past 25 years, I've worked in a variety of clinical hospitals and corporate settings, and I'm currently the director of clinical services for the San Diego campus of Pacific College of Oriental Medicine. So the focus of this podcast will be the intersection of the traditional healthcare practices of various cultures and the modern scientific research on peak performance, both physical and cognitive. Uh, This show will be delivered in an interview format. So our guest today is Chad Connor. Chad graduated from the Pacific College of Oriental Medicine in 1999 and has had a career that has spanned clinical practice to opening and running an acupuncture college in Morocco for many years. And it's led him to his latest venture, which is a vertically integrated company that cultivates formulates, manufactures, and distributes cannabis products. Chad's background in Chinese medicine brings a unique perspective to his take on the development of cannabis products. His company, Pure Ratios, has been pioneering the combining of cannabis with Chinese and Western herbs for enhanced medicinal effects. So just a brief disclaimer here, uh, while we'll be discussing some medical issues And treatments today, potentially, we will in no way be providing medical advice. So as always, for any health-related issues and conditions, you should seek appropriate medical care and advice from a healthcare professional. Chad, hello. Hello. It's great to have you here today. Um, We're really excited to uh, learn more about what you do, about CBD and cannabis in general. And we're primarily interested in its use um, the cannabis that is, uh, cannabis products to enhance physical and or cognitive performance. Right. So I know this is an area of great interest to you. You've really devoted yeah. uh, your life and your work to this. So, so let's start with physical performance. What, what can you tell us? Well, first of all, I would like to just thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Um, to kind of go into cannabis around physical, cognitive, Um, you know, performance, it's actually, there's a lot of research on it today. So it's one of those things that when we talk about cannabis, we have to talk about, in a sense, uh, why it works, how it works. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of really issues around it that is interesting to talk about also. But if we go into the cognitive side, if we go into more, um, you know, the peak performance, I have a good story to tell. I have a good friend that opened, um, that's opening actually the first cannabis gym in San Francisco. So what we're seeing now with the athletes, with people that are high performance, they're, they're finding that by using, we're going to say, microdosing or small amounts of cannabinoids, and this is a whole subject in itself of how do you get to that peak, 
Um, he, they're using it in the gym setting where you're going to take it before you work out. And they're finding m better performance, better building of muscles. Uh, and on the cognitive side, there's a lot of research around it. Um, to get into it, we kind of need to go into how does cannabis work, in my opinion. So, how does cannabis Yeah, great question. So, you know, cannabis is this interesting plant. What happened back in the um, early 80s was there was a researcher from Israel um, called Machulam, and he discovered, he, he saw that this, the cannabis plant, when you smoke it or you digest it, you have psychoactivity. So he got interested. He was a biochemist. And as he researched the cannabis plant, he's the one that coined the THC. He found the CBD. He found what we call today's cannabinoids. Cannabinoids are the, the active part of the cannabis plant that work with our system. Um, the interesting thing about what he found out is that we have an endocannabinoid system, meaning we produce cannabinoids, which is interesting for me being in the healthcare profession to know that they, this, this system that actually has more receptors than any other system in the body was not found until the 80s and 90s. And so it's like finding a, a physiological system or a lymphatic system or a circulator system or a nervous system so late down the path. And what he found is we make cannabinoids and it's actually, when you look at it, um, the endocannabinoid system is a system of regulation. It's all about creating, you know, the kind of the term of homeostasis or harmony in the body. So it is the system that's creating harmony. Um, in the body, and it's it touches everywhere. It's in all parts of the body, actually. There's receptors everywhere. Interesting. From a Chinese medical perspective, yeah. before we even started, we were we were sure. talking about this balance of yin right. and yang. Correct. So that's it's very very interesting how that works. I'm curious about the the gym. So um, going back to what you said sure. about the the cannabis gym. So are they? Is it more like qualitative research? Like if I if I microdose a certain amount of the of the CBDs and mm -hmm. my, my strength increases and are they, are they tracking that? Or yeah, how's well, that, how's that it's, it's coming a lot from the research, you know, um, cannabis has been a schedule one drug, especially THC yeah, for, for all these years. And so the research has been not so easy to get into, but when you look at the cannabis plant, it probably has the most research articles of any herb known to man. There's over 30,000 articles on cannabis, research articles. And part of that is they, they did a study around this. And what they found is, for example, the famous runner's high that we get when you run and you get this plateau and you get this. It's actually coming from endocannabinoids. So they used to call that the endorphin dump. Correct. But they're, they're actually showing now that it comes from um, several cannabinoids we make in our body. So, so here's one, for example. So if you're, you're taking a little bit of cannabinoids for your workout, it's going to help you get to that, that peak quicker. Um, so that's one way. Also, obviously, there's a lot of uh, stuff coming out today around athletes and concussions. Right. Um, and how, what happens in the nervous system. So if we look at cannabinoids and we look at the endocannabinoid system, it's a system of regulation and particularly has a huge system in the, in the nervous system, the central nervous system. So what happens is, you know, to go a little bit in the science, our, our nerve impulses go from central to peripheral nervous system. Mm -hmm. So we have a synaptic cleft that goes in a certain direction. Endocannabinoids actually, if you look at a radio of a volume dial, yeah. it's what turns it up and down because it goes the opposite way. So it's sort of self-regulating. Self Correct. It's regulating that nerval, nervous impulse. So what they're finding is people that have consistent concussions and even small head injuries over time create pathology. Um, the cannabinoids is a way for the body and the nervous system to be regulated. And there's not really almost any plan or any drug out there for these, especially these professionally athletes that are in high impact sports like NFL or you know, high martial arts, they, they're always hitting their head. Mm -hmm. um, so what they're finding is actually even on the preventative side, if you take, for example, CBD, right. um, which is a non-psychoactive part of the cannabinoids. Actually, when you look at um, the can cannabinoids in a marijuana plant, there's over 100 and only one that's psychoactive. Interesting. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what's the difference between um, CBD and, and THC, right? Right. Those the are the th two. THC is the big one. Yeah, THC is the big one. Um, at the same time, there's over 100 in the plant. Um, but what you find today in the genetics of the plants is high levels of CBD and THC. The other cannabinoids, even though they're extremely uh, you know, potent and 
good for health benefits, you don't find them in the plant enough to be able to extract them out. It's just starting okay. to find them. If you think about what happened in prohibition of alcohol, mm -hmm. um, in prohibition of alcohol, you, you go, went and bought moonshine. You didn't have wine or beer often. Right. Same thing happened with cannabis. Um, what happened in the plant itself, in the genetics, they would take out the plants that weren't high in, in THC. And slowly the genetics was producing just high THC strains. So all these minor cannabinoids that are non-psychoactive, in a sense, they got weeded out. Hmm. Um, but since you know the revolution of cannabis science coming back, uh, we see now all these other cannabinoids coming in. But the two main ones are CBD and THC. Interesting that you that you draw a parallel between uh, alcohol and, and uh, marijuana, right? And and how how that's yeah. sort of mirrors or yeah. parallels each other. Correct. The prohibition is an interesting story if you get into that one, but maybe in another podcast. Another, another podcast, yeah. <laughs> right. So you, you talked about this um, regulation it, um, of uh, the endocannabinoid system. Um, and what, what can you tell us uh, about um, how the traditional herbal literature says, uh, you know, the, this balance of certain subjects... The, what, yeah. what is the, res the modern research telling us and what, what sort of antidotes might you have about, about you know, performance and uh, the, uh, the CBD or cannabis in, in general? A great and question. Um, there's, there's been a couple, when you dig into the research, there's, there's massive studies. There's two in particular that come to mind. If we go into the cognitive side, there's been a, a, a pilot study done at Harvard Medical School recently that shows they did, they did a test where you actually did a cognitive test and for three months, they gave patients cannabis. And what happened was after three months, they had an, a, a major improvement of cognitive function with cannabinoids, particularly CBD and THC. These are the ones we're looking at. Mm -hmm. Also, there's been one, um, some studies, in a particular one happening in Oxford right now, where they use mice models. Mm -hmm. um, in this one, what they saw that by giving the mice THC, this one was particularly THC in a microdosing. A microdosing means you give a, a small amount. Uh, it's a microdose of THC in general is around two and a half milligrams. So if you look at a mice, they give a microdose, and the mice that were older, um, they gave it to them, and they performed like the younger mice. So it actually, what they're, they're, they're showing is it actually is, helps cognitive function. It helps aging. Mm -hmm. You know, our, what happens when we age in our cognitive function. Another part is, is because this is neurological, this nervous system part, um, one of the big studies that came out recently that, uh, that is interesting to look up is one by the Salk Institute here in La Jolla in mm -hmm. California. And this one, they did a big study around Alzheimer's, and they're showing that cannabinoids actually take the plaque away from our, our receptors and from our, you know, the our nervous system to help with Alzheimer's. So here we're seeing it's, it's helping us in aging in our cognitive function. Interesting. So we've we talked a little bit about how it, the regulatory effects um, work on the on the body as right. well as as the mind, apparently, according to the Salk Institute sure. research. And were they? I think they were using THC as well in Correct. that one, right? So it, it's would you say it's regenerative as well as yes, regulatory? It so is. it's both. Yes. So it actually, there's been a lot of research around neuroplasticity. Okay. The cannabinoids help with this. C cannabinoids are everywhere. It, it's it's a, when you look into the how it works, um, there there's receptors everywhere. So it's really this in in every system they touch. The three major ones are we have we have the immune system mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. cannabinoids work on. We have the neurological system, and we also have. Um, the third one that's really major is around inflammation. Um, this is a real big one um, uh, that we look at. Is it's an incredible anti-inflammatory. So again, for for sports, for any sort of injury, you have this. This we'll say it's the um, uh, replacement of the opioid epidemic, and this is a big push for cannabis science. That that actually you can use cannabinoids instead of opioids. Well, the implications there are it, huge yeah, for obvious there's reasons. There's massive research. Right? Yes, I think uh, I think we're in a, a national state of emergency. Aren't we are we, with the with the opioid no, epidemic. It's, yeah, so it's, a, it's a big problem. If we can be replacing that with uh, you know, any opioids with things that are better for our body, right. certainly we should be we should be doing that. Sure. So, um, what's your take on uh, you know? It, Marijuana just became legal in, in a variety of states, right. including California and Colorado, et cetera. And um, the federal government's now got this initiative to roll back uh, 
what they call the relaxation on the enforcement of the Correct. federal laws, which prohibit marijuana use. So, so how does the federal government classify the use of, of CBDs? Well, that's a, that's a big question. Um, so what happened is CBD was never classified as a Schedule One. It was just THC. Okay. Um, but what happened is, is back in December of 2016, the DEA came out with a, a change in the Schedule One, and they added all cannabinoids. Okay. So what happened is CBD overnight became Schedule One, but they don't have a right to do that. It's illegal for the DEA to change any drug code without going to act of Congress. Oh, I see. They did it anyway. Okay. Um, so now sort they're of being by executive sued. Executive order or something? Not even executive order. The, the DEA they they've been pushed and pushed and pushed because CBD, you know, if it comes from the hemp plant or if it comes from the cannabis plant, there's a change in legality. Got it. So what they did is they just they classified that it's all Schedule One, which is you can't do. So they're being sued. Actually, my the law firm we're with are the one leading the suit, and we're part of that suit, our company. Mm-hmm. So it's something that's going to be changed. But for now. Um, they scheduled this way, but you can sell the CBD hemp over state lines. The CBD cannabis from the cannabis strains, you need to sell it in the state. You can't transport it over state lines because it's federally illegal. It's a Schedule One. Got it. Which is the same as heroin. Got it. Uh, believe it or not, cocaine's a Schedule Two. So if you look at uh, cannabis and Schedule One drugs, say there's no zero medical benefit. Which, if you open up any research article. It's the exact opposite. Another incredible thing with the government is they own the patent on the um, the antioxidant side of cannabinoids. They put the patent out that shows the medical benefits, and at the same time, they're considering it no medical benefits. Interesting. Contradictory. Yeah. Contradictory. Yeah, totally, the federal government totally on this is there's a lot of yeah contradictory stuff. Hmm. Seems like seems like that's a natural thing for governments to be contradictory with each other sure. these days, particularly. Yeah. Um, it seems like, you know, I don't want to go so far as to say that CBD is a panacea or a magic bullet, but right. it kind of sounds like it is. Well, in, it's, in a, a it's a regulatory herb. We have to get this straight. It's it's a herb that regulates it. It creates homeostasis. So it's going to affect all systems. Mm-hmm. Since there's, there's cannabinoid receptors or endocannabinoid receptors all throughout the body with the major systems, it's in a sense, it's a communicator between major systems, between immune system to the, you know, the nervous system to, so the, it communicates through all these systems. So it's not a panacea. It's, it's, it's really a regulatory plant. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a lot of things in our body that can throw the endocann- endocannabinoid system off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, many different factors. So we can have endocannabinoid deficiency or excess, and then we need to treat accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but it's not a panacea. It's, it's good for, there's really, um, we'll say six major therapeutic directions for cannabis okay. in general. Um, you know, the, the main one we hear about is the neurological. Mm-hmm. So we have things like epilepsy, autism, Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis. If you think about epilepsy or, or MS is a good, or Parkinson's where you have too much firing of the, of the nerves, since we said before it's the volume, it can turn it down. So if you take cannabinoids, you can turn down the nerve impulse. And it, it's an incredible anti-inflammatory, so it can, you know, take the inflammation that happens often for these type of diseases. Um, so it's it's an incredible and and you don't necessarily need any THC for for that type. If people are scared of the psychoactivity of THC, you don't necessarily need. You can start with a high CBD strain, and get a very very great um, homeostatic effect on these systems. So the second major category we look at is um, the immune system. So it's it's an incredible immune regulator. So we're talking about autoimmune here things like this. One of the major autoimmune diseases is cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of, of both anecdotal and research studies around cancer and cannabis. Um, so that's one of them. Also, we look at the anti-inflammatory. So it's, a, it's an opioid replacement. Um, that's the third one. So we really look at, at pain. With our company in particular, we, our products are all really formulated around pain relief and we get incredible results with cannabinoids. Um, so that's a, another major therapeutic direction. Um, and then we have also, um, so we got the neurologic, the immune, we've got the, um, pain. Right. And we have also, um, what else do we have? 
Yes, yeah, sleep and, and, and emotions is a, is a huge one also. There's a lot around emotional health. Okay. Um, so a big one is, is a sleep replacement. So it's going to help with the whole system of anti-anxiety, mm-hmm. sleep. Um, and then we get into different ratios of CBD to THC to actually balance those systems. Um, but a, a good example is CBD is really well documented to help with anxiety. Mm. And this is another cognitive function that it helps. If we're less anxious, we're yeah. going to have more cognitive ability speaking in public, things like this. So so that's a, also a major one. It's interesting. I've had actually patients that have come in and they've been, they just taken some CBDs from, you know, I don't even know where. I didn't, I didn't prescribe them, but they were talking, you know, with one particular woman, I forget how old she was, in her maybe middle age, maybe 50s, our age, whatever. And she was telling me uh, her anecdotal story about this massive anxiety, like she couldn't even speak right. to people, like even hardly go out in public. But after a short period of time of taking uh, internal CBD oil, she was, you know, she was trying to sell me her product. Sure. So she was all of, all of a sudden not only talking to me, she's trying to sell me something. Right. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I've, I've seen that for sure. Yeah, so those are some of the major categories we look in. We also have the, the skin part. Um, there's a massive endocannabinoid receptors in the skin and the dermis. Okay. So topically, cannabinoids end up working magic. Uh, so we have a like lot of topical. Yeah, eczema, psoriasis, mm-hmm. um, dry skin, uh, precancer. So we're looking at, you know, mo- the major part of skin conditions, cannabinoids work, and both, you know, anti-inflammatory effect and helping with the condition itself mm-hmm. because of where the, the canna- endocannabinoid receptors are. Interesting. So that's also a, a major category, things like, you know, fungal infections. We have, we have a lot of skin things we're looking, mm-hmm. but also a major anti-inflammatory. Yeah. Uh, cannabinoid or CBD or THC topicals, mm-hmm. uh, they work incredible for pain. Uh, we've been selling them in our company for the last three years, and I have hundreds and hundreds of testimonials of people that are just blown away. They've never had this before, um, you know, with pain relief. And, and chronic pain is just a real hard so, thing to live with. So for like the elite athletes, like yeah. now we're going into the sure. into the the, uh, the winter sports and right. like the downhill skiers, right. and they're thrashing their knees and backs and what, whatever else. So that could really help them uh, Correct. improve in their Correct. performance. And Correct. I'm, th- I'm thinking right now of, you know, the um, in the previous Soviet Union, how they used to use their studies that show they used to use uh, Siberian ginseng, for example. Right. And you and I were talking yes. earlier about yes. the, the level of um, of Chinese herbs. Right? right. Right. So would this be considered a a superior herb yeah. and like an adaptogenic? We've heard this term Correct. coined over the many years. Yeah. So if we go kind of in the Chinese medical side, um, you know, I did a lot of research around cannabis. It was with the the grandfathers of, of cannabis medicine. Um, or sorry, actually, uh, sorry, Chinese medicine, it was one of their supreme herbs, mm-hmm. meaning it was one of the most potent. And if you've ever taken any THC, you can feel the potency mm-hmm. of, of cannabinoids. So um, it was, it, but over the time it got forgotten. Um, and there's a lot of reasons why that's a whole podcast in itself. Yeah, it, it didn't get outlawed, but um, the major reason is that actually hemp or, or cannabis, cannabis and hemp is an interesting thing. It's the same plant. Same plant, right? Um, but the the hemp strains, it's all genetics. They're much better for fiber, no, for THC clothing too, right? As I understand it, uh, the hemp plants don't create much cannabinoids. Okay. Um, if any, okay. traditionally. So so if you do the, a hemp plant, you're not going to have any high. There's very little, if any, THC. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they've they've genetically changed the hemp plant to have a lot of CBD in particular, mm. um, but there's not a lot of THC in them. But back in, in China, let's say 3,000 years ago, the majority, we'll say 90% of the people um, that wore their clothing was made out of hemp. Mm-hmm. You know, the paper was made out of hemp. So actually it was a huge industry. So what, what happened over time is they would weed out the drug producing or the cannabinoid producing plants because they're genetically different and go for the ones that create fiber. So over time, just by, you know, growing again genetics, they would get rid of the ones with cannabinoids, go for the ones for fiber. So over, we'll say it's a couple hundred, maybe thousand years, there was no more cannabinoids in the, in the hemp in China. Hmm. So that supreme function of the herb got lost. Interesting. But now it's back. And so, you know, we're bringing it back in the pharmacopoeia slowly, but surely. So I, I guess my question is, um, 
so we, we've identified the major major uses and major functions right. of of the plant per se, and uh, we talked a little bit about the the legalities of it, which right. I kind of want to circle back sure. later. Yeah, just it's to important, make sure, important question. Make sure our listeners are crystal clear right. on the legalities of it. But I'm wondering, sort of worldwide, where where are we now with the use of um, CBDs, um, and ha- how is that how is that going, and and where's the where's the trend in your mind? Okay, great question. So if you're talking about CBD by itself, we're not talking about THC, yeah. we're gonna have a little bit different therapeutic direction than, than THC. So the CBD side, there's several major categories we're using it for. One is an anti-inflammatory. Right. So it's for pain, um, high levels of CBD or low, depends on your dosage and your person. It's incredible for inflammation. Another one, as we mentioned earlier, it's great for anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, and let's say sleep also, things that are gonna calm you down, mm-hmm. um, which is incredible important in our stressful life today. So that's also a, a major one. Um, and also the neurological. So there's mm-hmm. been a lot of you know TV documentaries, CNN came out with it, Gupta came out, we talk about the, with the receptors because they're in the brain and there's this radio dial, it helps incredible for neurological conditions. So those are the major ones we're seeing CBD. Mm-hmm. Um, THC is gonna change a little bit. Um, and then there's this real, qu- two questions from me that's very important I think for a listener is one is dosage. Yes. How do you use them? You're Especially right. if we're talking about cognitive mm-hmm. because there's a tipping point for a cognition, particularly with THC. Mm-hmm. If you take too much, um, I don't know if anybody's taken too much THC, your cognition goes down the toilet, yeah. right? Um, so the, really the dosage counts. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the recreational market, particularly mm-hmm. THC, most people, what I call is overdosing. They're taking too much. Mm-hmm. So you're getting these side effects. For me, in the, in the medical side, uh, psychoactivity is a side effect of THC. Mm. If I want to function and have a good cognitive, I don't want to be too high. Yeah. Um, but the microdosing of THC, we can find that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our life opens up in a very different way. Cognitively, we see things, we feel things differently. Emotionally, we're more stable um, because the system is a regulatory system. But again, we have to regulate our intake of it because right. we can overdose pretty quickly. Right. We get too much. And obviously, I'm going out to party. I'll take more. But if I'm really using this for for you know health or for you know cognition or for better performance, I need to start with the right dose. Mm-hmm. And everybody's different. So, so there's a kind of a treatment protocol that we do to try to find that balance. And so, it's different from CBD to THC. Right. So those people that are, that are really trying to enhance their, their performance, um, I, what I'm hearing from you is that obviously dosage is extremely, extremely. important. And, and it's probably fairly easy to overdose. Very easy. You know, I'm thinking of, um, you know, we're talking about THC and CBD, but I'm thinking of the sort of the more yang aspect of, of chemicals that we take, you can look at caffeine in the same right. way, right? Yeah. A little bit's good. Right. Too much. You know, you have these, you know, crazy people driving on the roads, yelling and screaming. Right. It has obviously deleterious effects. Yes, yes. So would you say it's uh, for our listeners and for people that maybe have no experience with it or, or want to, um, you know, want to improve their performance, that it would be best to work with somebody who like a like a health coach or you know a healthcare professional yes that would obviously be the best the problem there is because of the stigma and the schedule one and the prohibition there's not many out there Okay. It's it's not easy to find a, somebody that specializes in cannabis. Obviously, in California, where we are, mm-hmm. a little bit easier than if you're in Ohio, right? Right. Um, but that is the best. But there is a way to start that's pretty balanced. Um, and, and and when you look at cannabis science, it's all playing with what we call ratios. Mm-hmm. Um, ratios is the ratio between CBD, which is non-psychoactive, mm-hmm. and THC, which is psychoactive. So we we do the ratios in between to find that balance for the person. Also, there's, a, there's, a, there's two other therapeutic components, if we talk about cannabis, they're important to talk about, mm-hmm. that differentiates the feeling. Um, one major category is something called terpenes. And um, terpenes, it's, a, it's something that scientists have studied for a long time, but it, this term got really brought to the public through cannabis mm-hmm. because this is what changes the high. It changes the feeling in the therapeutic direction. Even the experience of cannabis is the terpenes. So what are terpenes? Terpenes are small, small molecules. If you look at something like aromatherapy or essential oils, mm-hmm. 80% of essential oils are terpenes. So in a sense, you can call them essential oils. And the plant produce them to protect themselves from the environment. So if you're growing the cannabis, let's say in, um, you know, in the desert, if you're growing it up in the mountains, the 
cannabis will change itself to protect itself with these terpenes. So it protects it from bugs, from funguses, from bacteria. Um, and this is what plants do with terpenes. All plants produce terpenes. Mm -hmm. um, but this is what changes the feel of cannabis and the therapeutic direction. So it's something that's an important component. Mm -hmm. um, and also the third therapeutic part of the plant are flavonoids. Um, flavonoids are just actually just major antioxidants, help with free radicals and, you know, parts of the body just to kind of clean up the body. So these are the three we're talking about. But again, for me, if we're really looking at cannabis now and as, as, as a listener, we need to play in our ratio of CBD to THC. Um, so what we always tell patients when, we're, when I'm treating a patient, what I'm recommending is always start with a high... Um, we'll say CBD strain. Mm. Let's start with the non-psychoactivity. And the plant creates ratios. And that, that's the beauty of it. So what we call a full plant extract mm -hmm. of a cannabis plant um, has the ratios in it. So uh, the major ratios we see is we see um, something called a 20 to 1 strain. Twenty. When we talk about 20 to 1, the first number is CBD and the second number is THC. So it's 20 parts CBD, one part THC. That, if you take a, a high dose of that, you're not going to have any psychoactivity. There's so little THC in there. It's really about the CBD in this. But adding a little THC back in creates a lot of synergy. Mm -hmm. um, there's just been, a, you know, my personal experience, a lot of research, a lot of people I've talked to that are professionals in the cannabis science industries, little THC helps a lot because there's this, this um, balancing effect between CBD and THC. Um, and so it's these ratios. What I, so we start with a high CBD and we start going up. The next ratio we find in the plant is, is a 10 to 1 ratio or an 8 to 1 ratio. Um, so that's 10 parts or eight parts CBD, one part THC, and then it goes up. The next one's a four to one ratio. Mm. And if you have a local dispensary in your state, you'll find these ratios um, in the product. So we have four to one, and then we go to a two to one, and then we go to one to one. So one to one's half and half. And then we start going the other way. So, so higher THC, less CBD yeah, to find that sweet spot. That's fascinating. I didn't actually know that yeah. about, about that. Uh, but just that. to go back, to, for me, if we look at the microdosing that we started this conversation on, mm -hmm. um, for me, the microdosing of THC is two and a half milligrams. The microdose of CBD is around 10 milligrams. Mm. Um, and what we usually do with the patient is we take that three times a day. Um, and then if we don't feel the effect, we start taking more. Um, we can go up maybe five milligrams THC, you know, 20 CBD or, you know, so the ratio goes up. So it, it really in that you can control with whatever, you know, mode of administration you're using. If it's a pill, a tincture, uh, it's hard to do it in the flower. But um, if you're taking the traditional ways, you can do that. So that brings up the question for me, how, how are you doing this? Like, how do you how do you get these ratios? Yeah, I'm thinking of like, you know, the traditional way of sure. preparing herbs, right? Right. So we boil them as a tea, or if you're right. making granules, you decoct them and, right. then, and then dry them and then granulize them. How is the, how is the process here? How, how does that go for your company? So what we do is, um, you know, our company in particular, we're vertically integrating, meaning we grow, we cultivate, we extract the raw material, which is a CO2 extraction. There's several types of extraction methods. The cleanest ends up being CO2. Okay. Um, there's also ethanol extraction, and there's also butane extraction, which can be very safe also done in the right environment. So you extract the oil, that's the raw material, then then you put into your product. So you're doing CO2 extraction. Correct. So if you have... So you have a plant, you mm -hmm. grow the plant right. out of the earth, you pull the plant, clean the plant, and Correct. then you, how do you, how do you do the, what is the so CO2? So what you do is you end up, um, there's two different ways. You can put the full flower in there. Okay. We, you know, instead of calling them buds, the kind of the term Flowers. move to flower. Right. Um, so we can put the full flower in there. It's a little bit expensive. So what we're doing mostly in California and other states is when you clean that flower up to sell in dispensary, there's something called the trim. So you clean up the bud to make it look nice to sell. Right. All the thing you clean up, you buy that because it owns a, it's about 10 times cheaper per pound right. than the flour. So it's got less THC in, in You know, in it flour, has right? less THC, but still, it, it if you'd put full flour or full buds in the extraction machine, you only get double the yield. Oh, interesting. So if you look at a, something that costs 10 times as much, yeah. 
um, you, you might as well use the times. trim, right? Because yeah. obviously. So that's how you do it. Um, also, CBD, we tend to use the, all the flowers because there's not a lot of people smoking CBD. So you have to grow it and put the whole flower in. But THC, there's a lot of trim on the market. You take that, grind it up into a certain you know size. Mm-hmm. You put it in the machine, the CO2 extraction machine, and it comes out with a crude oil. Okay. It ends up being about 50% per volume on a CO2 extraction on normal of cannabinoids per gram. So if it's if it's one gram, you have 500 milligrams of cannabinoids. You take that and we put it in something called a distillation. It's a it's a um, it's a a distillation machine that actually burns off all the fats and the waxes and a lot of the chlorophylls, and you bring it up to about an 80 percent concentration of cannabinoids. Mm. Um, you make sure you, you preserve all the terpenes to put them in because Mother Nature makes them better than in the lab. And then you use that um, standardized so you know what you're doing the milligrams. So today the great thing is states like California and Colorado, the laws are now effective where everything's lab tested. There's no pesticides anymore. The, the, the laws in California in particular are extremely stringent. So you really have to grow organic. Um, most all cannabis is, if you want to sell it in the legal market, is organic. Are you um, are you subject to like FDA? Are you are, yes. are you a food? You're a food. We're GMP, you're which GMP. is good manufacturing practices. Um, okay. California, you know, we're here, we're here in you know beginning of you know January, so we're just starting. So um, yeah, so it's it's um, it's it's done this way. Yeah. Okay. And so, like other other herbal companies, I know that are producing products, right. they're they're subject to inspection, right, by Correct. FDA and all that. I'm sure right. you are too. Do, right. you, do you have to do um, now? Like we are assays, assays yes. like HPLC, yeah, and TLC. Those, for example, in our company, we have a whole analytical section where we have the HPLCs. Okay. We do all the internal batch testing. So there's high, high performance liquid chromatography. Correct, and, and that's how you test for liquid. potency yeah. to know what you're, and you test every batch and every, you know, the oils before you put it in Got and it. all that. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's kind of how it works with the extraction. Um, and it's very important to make sure that you look for any lab testing on any product you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, in California, there was a lot of, you know, before January, there was a lot of gray mark, a lot of pesticide sure. stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, what you're getting today, it became very clean. A lot um, of laced products. A lot of laced products. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, but the great thing is now it's becoming regulated. Mm-hmm. So now we're really getting quality, um, yeah. where before we didn't have that. Yeah, you, you reach a stage in a, in a um, industry where it, it's sort of maturing, which Correct. is now, this is, I wouldn't say it's maturing. No, it's, say it's, it's in its ba- infancy, adole- but. Yeah. Adolescence, maybe? Correct, yeah, Infancy I would say that. was yeah, probably the, yeah. the rough years yeah, of, that of bootlegging about right. and things. Yeah. So, um, so to, to go back to, you know, ratios and dosages, it's, for me, it's really, really important. So um, so we take usually more CBD than THC, right? Mm-hmm. So we have this, but if you're doing cognitive, please start small. Yeah. I, I can't reiterate that more. Um, I'm sure we've all have friends talk about eating too much edibles and sure. what happens. You can get, you know, just psychosis and it's not a good thing. So you really want to start slow yep. um, and find a reputable company and really, you know, start finding that sweet spot uh, mm-hmm. for yourself, that right ratio. I, I find the perfect balance ratio for as a good starting point for people that you just want to balance is a four to one ratio. Four to one. Yeah. Four parts CBD, um, one part Mm-hmm. THC usually is a great balance, but then again, it's it's different. Maybe somebody else is a one to one. Maybe somebody else is just CBD. Um, maybe some people are scared of, of THC, so they just want to do a CBD strain. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's many ways to take it, but but for cognitive, start small, small. Um, you don't need a lot, and often less is is better. Mm. So it seems like this industry, it, it, it seems like there's kind of a large barrier to entry. I mean, we just talked about yeah. the. The um, you're a vertically integrated Correct. company. You know, obviously, you have a lot of money invested yeah. in the machinery, Correct. the materials, Correct. the testing, right. the marketing, uh, the distribution. You're you know you're a multi million dollar company. Oh yeah, and it's, it's yeah, absolutely. And, and so the the barrier to entry is is pretty significant. So you know, we're not going to start seeing a lot of reputable or we're not going to all of a sudden start seeing a lot of reputable companies but it seems like there's a lot of companies there is there's a lot because what happened was um you could make cannabis in your garage and sell it in your local dispensary yeah in california particularly which is if people don't know it's half of the cannabis industry um united states half of the sales are in california so it was eight billion dollar industry last year four billions california well it is a long state yeah and it's (laughs) um so so in California, what happened was since there was no regulation, no regulatory, no licensing, 
everybody in mom and pop started making brownies, cookies yeah. in their garage, vape pens. So it became a huge influx of the mom and pops, yeah. um, which is still the industry today because the big big guys are not in. It's still federally illegal. They're, they're all sitting looking, mm-hmm. ready to buy it up. And if you followed Canada, that's exactly what's happening in Canada. Um, the big companies, there's a couple billion dollar companies that mm-hmm. came up, they're buying all the small ones. Same thing will happen in the United States. It happened happens in every industry. Is it totally legal in Canada? Um, it's in next year. No, this year, actually. Now, there, it looks like it's going to be completely legal in around August of this year, federally. It'll be the first major country that it's federally legal. It's federally legal. The other countries we can talk about is... Amsterdam, is, obviously. Yeah, but it's not federally legal. It's uh, more Uruguay was the first oh, one. Right? Um, Jamaica also has some has federal... You know, it makes sense, right, yeah. those countries. But yeah, so that, yeah, that's kind of it now. So... So that's so. There's been a lot of small companies. Um, what's happening in California, if you want, to, on that side is, we're predicting probably sixty to eighty percent of them will be out of business in the next six to twelve months. Mm-hmm. It's extremely, like you were saying, it's extremely expensive, super regulatory. Doing the, the changing from putting your garage to GMP manufacturing is huge a huge leap. shift. Yeah. Um, the license is expensive. It's the raw materials expensive. Um, our products, uh, there's probably about 30% of dispensary we've been selling into we can't sell anymore because they're not legal. They'll never be legal. Mm-hmm. So there's a big, big shakeup, which is a good thing, I, I find. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to being more white than gray. Right. So just to be clear, yeah. Um, so CBD from hemp is legal throughout the USA. Yes. And this correct? is important to, to know why. What's, what's the loophole in the law, we'll yeah. say? Um, there's been two laws that came out for the CBD hemp. So what the classification is, is if you have less than 0.3% THC in your extract or in your product, it's considered hemp, see, hemp. If it's more than 0.3, it's considered cannabis. It's a, it's a, you know, the plants are the same. It's the same genetics. They look yeah. a little bit different, yeah. but it's the same genetics, but it's this 0.3 that's the changing factor. So what happened was back, um, I think it was in the 90s, um, Dr. Broner, which makes a soap um, here in California, he's actually here in San Diego where we are, so I know him well, he put CBD hemp oil in his soaps. So DA comes in. The the, uh, the castle. Correct. So DA comes in, shuts him down, right? Schedule one, you know. And so he brought him to court. And over years, he, what what they decided, the government, was if it comes from a foreign source, and it's from the seeds and stems of the plant you can bring in CBD. So that was the loophole in the law. So at the beginning, all CBD hemp came from foreign seeds sources. Seeds and stems. Yep. Interesting. Which is, um, you need, if you look at how much you need of that to produce the CBD, it's just an incredible A amount. Lot. Actually, it's tons. It's right? not, yeah, it's tons. Um, so that was, the, so that loophole's still there. So people are importing CBD all the time. There's major companies, publicly traded companies selling CBD hemp on the market from that loophole. So what happened after was Obama did a farm bill of 2014. The farm bill was the, a bill to get hemp back in the country because at, when cannabis got federally illegal, so did hemp. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of you know, controversy of why the paper industry, the, you know, the trees and all Cotton that. So, and all that. So, um, so that got federally scheduled too. So Obama, you know, he brought it back in on federal pilot programs. So there's several states that jumped in, and now the, a lot of states in the United States have these programs. They're connected to a university. Um, and so in this federal pilot program, if you grow it under this, you can extract it and you can sell it. Hmm. So that's how we've seen big grows in Colorado is the major hemp producer now. And Colorado gave hemp licenses. There's massive. Also, Kentucky is a big producer. Also, we see Oregon coming up. California is just starting with its, its regulation. So that's how hemp was able to now become something that's a, a booming industry, the CBD hemp market. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, Chad, we talked a bit about, um, uh, about the therapeutic effects of, of these products, like preventing injury and speeding up recovery. Uh, we talked about promoting sleep and the benefits um, to uh, using CBD products, THC, CBD compound products, et cetera. And, you know, um, as opposed to, you know, this opioid epidemic that unfortunately we found ourselves in. Um, I want to I get your uh, feedback and um, opinion on, you know, going back to this concept of, the, of peak performance and peak performers, athletes, whatever, artists, musicians, dancers, you know, uh, high performers in business, and this concept of flow state and how that's associated with creativity and how might we 
see these products really contributing to augmenting that type of uh, really peak performance? Oh, that's a great question. A um, couple ways to look at that. You know, we're all different. So when we really look at w the effect we're looking for, we have to also look at ourselves, right? There's certain people that are more, need more creative, or th there's certain people that are so anxious they need to be sedated more. So we have, again, this regulatory we're looking at, right, of, of how cannabis or the endocannabinoids or how the cannabinoid system works. So we need to look at both. So if I, let me give an example. If I'm a, a, an athlete that's very intense, I'm a really kind of type A personality, I really need to go out there, maybe for me, I need to take, uh, you know, find my ratio and find my, let's say, my strain of what I'm taking in my cannabis, which includes the terpenes and the other things to differentiate the strains. I might need to take one that's more sedating, okay. you know, more, more down. And what the major things we look at is we have two kind of major categories that we hear, and I'm sure most of the listeners have heard it. We have more of an indica dominant strain. We have a more a sativa dominant strain. And then the third one's called a hybrid. And hybrid is a mix of the two. So if we're looking, if we're very, you know, hyperactive, very anxious person, I'm going to think about taking, if I'm, I'm going towards the THC, a strain that's more indica, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's going to really more calm me to get me more concentrated because I need that focus. Maybe my mind's too active. Maybe I'm stressed. But in the other sense, if I really want that creative, kind of that, that upper where I'm really getting all these creative ideas, my, co my cognition, my mind is open, we're going to think more of a sativa strain. Mm -hmm. Sativas are more, you know, more in that. They're more uppers. They may bring us up to our head. They open our consciousness. Mm -hmm. uh, where indicas are going to be more for sleep, for calming, you know, for, for relaxing. You know, if I'm getting home from work and I had a stressful day, I'd rather take an indica dominant strain than a sativa. But if I'm going, you know, and I need to do some creativity, I'm an artist or I'm an athlete, I'm a dancer, I might think of a more of a sativa strain. So what makes these, these different? And this, this is a very interesting thing. We talked a little bit about it before, but mm -hmm. I think that kind of opens the question of what differentiate the cannabis strains. Right. Um, so we talked about obviously the CBD to THC. So if I have more CBD in my strain, I'm going to have more of that CBD effect, which is anti-anxiety. So I'm going to be calmed. I'm going to help with my pain. I'll help my neurological functions. If I'm looking at the, the THC side, we start looking at the terpenes. So the terpenes, again, as I mentioned before, it's, it's the part of the plant that actually creates the differentiation of the effect. And they've found over 100 terpenes in the cannabis plant. There's, let's say there's about five major ones mm -hmm. um, that we look at. And for example, today, if you're in a state like California, it's the law that all products have to have a terpene profile. So when you buy the product, you're going to know that just started this month. Before, mm -hmm. it's, it's an expensive test, so mo most companies didn't test for them. We always have because we need to know on the medical side what we're giving. Mm -hmm. But now you can find it in California, Colorado, a lot of the companies also. So it really depends if you're in a legal cannabis state. So it's going to be on the label? Um, it's on usually on the label or there, there's a, on the label, for example, in California, by law, you got to put the, the, the lab test with the code and the company where you can go and find it on the internet. Okay. Or for example, on, in our company, it's on our site. When mm -hmm. you buy our product, you're going to have the updated, you know, uh, lab test, I'll say. Um, so, so we have, when we go into terpenes, we have terpenes like, um, and all these terpenes in cannabis, we find in many other plants. Yeah, we're talking not, about that over yeah. lunch today. We're talking about that in beer and hops Correct. and other sister sister exactly. plants. Exactly. Or hops is a sister plant. That's that's a good one. Hops that we find in you know put in in, in beer. Mm -hmm. uh, the main um, terpene in hops is a, a terpene called humulene. Mm -hmm. um, we find it in hops and coriander in particular. It's also a major one in cannabis. And and what this terpene does, for example, it's an anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, and it helps with pain. It's an anti-inflammatory, right? So so if we find a strain that's more of that, we know we're going to be helping towards this. If we're thinking about something more cognitive, we're going to go more towards um, a terpene like uh, pinene. Pinene you, is, you find in pine needles. Mm. It smells, some of the cannabis strains smell like pine needles. Um, it's also found in sage, for example. And so this one's more creating a memory, tension, and alertness. So a lot of sativa strains are going to mm. have a high pinene profile. That's so funny because it mirrors the aromatherapy world, Correct. right? It, it, open it the exactly or, opens does. the orifices, yes. induces more of a clarity. And the ter uh, aromatherapy is terpenes. That's what you're working with. And terpenes are pharmacologically active. Mm. Um, there's certain terpenes in the cannabis plant that even connect with the endocannabinoid system. A good one is, is um, 
is beta chlorophyll. This one actually binds with this, the, the receptors that deal with cannabinoids. There's receptors particularly that go with it. There's CB1 and CB2 receptors. It connects with those. <laughs> so um, it's interesting. You can even see that there's this effect with the, the endocannabinoid system. And you find this terpene in things like peppers. Huh. So interesting too. So maybe you wake up in the morning and you need some more of a lift. You your terpene profile would be Correct. different from maybe that afternoon right. slump. Right. If I want even, to sleep, even for different example. from the evening yeah, exactly. terpene selection. Right. So you might would have potentially, right. you know, four or five different terpene strains that may be appropriate for your level of activity throughout the day. Correct. Yeah. So to reiterate, three major things to look at for helping cog cognition and performance. Um, we're looking at the ratio of CBD to THC. Mm -hmm. And again, we have to find our own sweet spot. The, right. the, the thing that's, that's sad, which is it's, it's a movement happening, but there's not a lot of practitioners uh, educating on how to do it. It's hard because cannabis, what I always tell everyone, it's a personalized medicine that we're selling over the counter. Mm -hmm. So how do you find your sweet spot? So again, it's the ratios. Mm -hmm. A second, as we just talked about, is the terpenes. Mm -hmm. What is the terpene profile? So if you can get a hand on that, if you do a little research on the internet, you're going to find massive information on it. Mm -hmm. And then the last is dosage, yep. uh, how much you're taking. And again, start small, really start small to yep. find that sweet spot. This isn't, when we're talking about cognition and the medical side of cannabis, we're not talking about psychoactivity, even though at times we might need it um, for certain conditions, but we're really talking about uh, microdosing. Microdosing and, and really being controlled Correct. by somebody who's knowledgeable right. and can help right. um, guide you with good feedback yes. and, and research. Right. Yeah. So what, what can someone expect after taking these types of products? I mean, it, we've talked about a wide range of therapeutic and, you know, uh, augmented, uh, augmentive or uplifting um, attributes sure. to, to these products. What, what can someone expect uh, after taking them? I mean, how long does it take for things to work? And Well, you know. so again, this kind of go, goes into the mode of administration, okay. um, which is a really important question because there's several ways that we can take cannabis today where before it was just really flour or maybe my, my roommate made a, a brownie. Okay. Um, but today you have, you have science coming in. You mm -hmm. have advanced drug delivery systems is where, for example, how you accurately dose and how you use medical devices in the pharmaceutical world, that's starting to come into cannabis. Mm -hmm. A given an example is our flagship product with Puratius. Our company is our transdermal. It's our it's our topical patch. Yeah, I've used that by the way. Right. Yeah. It's so great. here we're dealing with the pain. So uh, one way is if I have pain, I'm going to look at it a couple different ways. As a practitioner, you know, and be doing Chinese medicine for all these years, I'm going to look at two different things. I'm going to do a systemic application and a topical for pain. Meaning you take some oil Correct. internally, you put a patch yes. or a salve. Or a salve or a roll or oil-based roll-on or a mm -hmm. massage oil. You put this topically mm -hmm. and then you're going to do um, obviously an internal. So that could be a capsule or it can be smoking. Mm -hmm. um, it could be a vaporizer. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, a tincture or mm -hmm. a tincture and oil or alcohol. Um, what I tend to tell my the people that I've um, recommended for is I, I even though there's some stigma around vapor vaporization the, the vape carts um, yep. what I like about them is if you have a baseline um, for example I, I'm, a, I'm an athlete and I have this chronic pain or I have this race where I know I might get a, you know a kink in my back maybe I'll put a patch on um, and leave because that our patch for example lasts up to 96 hours so I have this long lasting you know application of topically or locally for my cannabinoids but then then Maybe I, throughout the day, I need a little bit more. How do I do that? Um, wh why I, I like, I recommend often a, a vaporizer or one of these vape pens mm -hmm. is in the lungs, it's systemic within, let's say, 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. So it's the fastest onset you can get. Mm -hmm. Where if I'm taking an edible, mm -hmm. um, this is the dangerous part where it can take up to two hours to come on mm -hmm. because our metabolism, our, our gut, our liver metabolism, Slow. there's a whole science what happens when you eat cannabinoids mm -hmm. because it actually, you, your liver is what breaks them down. So there's liver metabolism. There's how we absorb, how, how our me metabolic system is. Yep. So a vaporizer is nice because you have it quick onset. It's mm -hmm. for me is what I call your, your titration. Mm -hmm. When I talk about titration is define that sweet spot, define that dosage. So what I tell for, for example, an athlete, I say, okay, you have this pain before the, during the race at times, put on a, a topical product. 
and then have something like a vaporizer or possibly uh, more of the sublingual route. They have sprays that are alcohol-based that get absorbed pretty quickly. Um, but vaporizer even quicker. So there's, I need to take a little bit more throughout the day. Yeah. So using a, a, a vape pen is an idea. Maybe I have to take it one or two times a day if I have a, a breakthrough pain or a peak or I need a little bit more mm. dosage. And, and that's how I'm going to monitor myself. And what I'm expected to feel is a better sense of well-being. Mm-hmm. Cannabis for me is a wellness product. We're, we're kind of in the, the nutraceutical side, even though it's been you know federally legal, all this. But it's really, there's a preventative side. There's this cognitive side. There's this anti-inflammatory side. So as an athlete or as somebody that needs peak performance, uh, cannabis is a great a- addition to your, your, your workout, your protocol, whatever you're using it for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're sort of fighting the stigma of where we we've been for, you know, decades, right? But I think we're coming out of the, the dark I, ages of the stigmatized. Yeah. Of, except for maybe of, yeah, uh, certain people. That, certain people. Yeah. Yeah. Certain states. So, so we've talked about, you know, this has been just great information talking about all the, the benefits and the delivery systems and the different profiles. Um, what about contraindications? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, the great thing is CBD, you know, in all the research I've done, I don't find many contraindications for CBD by itself. It's a very, and we'll say there's a, it's a very safe plant. Um, In some of the studies we've seen, um, there's been some pharmaceutical companies that have taken CBD. Um, They give a really high dose. If we look at the main ones called GW Pharmaceuticals, it's a UK pharmaceutical company. It's the biggest uh, cannabis pharmaceutical company in the world. Mm -hmm. They give up to 500 milligrams for epilepsy of CBD, a high amount, which is very expensive, but that's what they give. Um, and there's really no, not a lot of side effects you see. Mm-hmm. When you get in the THC, it's a very different beast mm-hmm. um, because C- THC is, is psychoactive. It's extremely potent. Mm-hmm. It's more, let's say, yang, if we're in looking at yin Chinese and yang. Perspective, right, yeah. or in, and CBD is yin. So here's the balance of, of yin and yang. But, but THC, because it's really active, it's really potent, we want to start small. So side effects for that, I think people, anybody that's ate too many brownies know we, we can... You know, we're heart palpitations, um, we get dizzy, we have sweating, um, we can go all the way to psychosis. And that's really the problem. If you eat too much, you can get a, a trauma. So contraindications really associated with you know, imp- improper Correct. dosing of, of right. the THC. Right. Really none known for CBD. You know, there's a couple we hear that, you know, maybe you get some diarrhea, you know, oh, you have okay. loose stools. Okay, maybe um, from the oil delivery or something? Yeah, you know, I think maybe there also, um, you know, you maybe you can get um, too tired. You're too kind of maybe lethargic. Okay, um, okay. If you get there, just just take a lower dose. Yeah. Um, but because we because it's uh, we make our own endocannabinoids, we have them in our body. This mm-hmm. is a, a substance the body knows and it needs okay. for, for regulation. Oh, super. So it, w- it wouldn't be right of me if I ended this podcast without <laughs> asking you to tell us about your company. Sure. So, so Pure Ratios. Yeah, so Pure Ratios has been a, a heartfelt project. It's been my dad and I that started this project three years ago. Yep. So we, we came with this project is, is when we looked at the industry, we noticed that there was not a lot of people accurately dosing the products, and there was a lot of issues around it. Um, so we developed the company around creating, uh, you know, patented, you know, uh, modes of administration that help with accurate dosing. So you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we did is all of our products, they go directly into your bloodstream. We, we decided not to go down the edible route, mm-hmm. you know, the route where you take a pill. or right. It's because or we jello. have yeah lack of absorption, <laughs> right? Yeah. So what we found is in the same patient in the same day, they can have 10% absorption in the morning and 60% in the evening in the same patient. So we have this very wide range. And the reason is because they're oil-soluble. Cannabinoids are oil. They're not water-soluble. So they don't get absorbed quickly through the digestive tract. Mm -hmm. When they do, they have to go through the liver, particularly THC. um, There's something called a half-life. We have liver metabolism, so you get this doubling effect. That's why edibles are so much more potent than than taking, for example, inhaling the Mm -hmm. cannabis. Mm -hmm. So it's very difficult through the gut. So, you know, we came up with products like a patch. Um, The patch 
is really our flagship. Um, and this patch lasts up to 96 hours. It's an average of three to four day pain relief. Mm -hmm. And we have, we've had it for about two years on the market. We have you know, hundreds and hundreds of testimonials of people. And the great thing about this patch is, is I have people calling me crying because they wake up in the morning with, with less pain. Yeah. And when you have chronic pain, you wake up always hurting because yeah. your medication's off where this patch, you wake up with less and they're like, oh my God, I can get out of bed. So it ends up being a great application for pain. So pure ratios, we have this patch. We also came up with vaporizers for the titration, uh, but using some theory of Chinese medicine, I worked with a PhD pharmacologist that specializes in essential oils. So we came up with five to mix back into the, the cannabinoids to help with pain and inflammation. Hmm. So we have things like turmeric, oh, um, nice. essential oil, yeah. black pine, cardamom, frankincense, and ginger. Um, and I worked with him because they're inhaled, so they're absorbed. So I wanted to make sure that they're safe. Sure. <laughs> um, and they're pharmacologically active, so we can really heighten the effect. It's kind of the idea of terpenes, but instead of you know just having the plant do them, I'm gonna add some more in my vaporizer. Mm -hmm. um, so we've done things like that, and then we have a topical line where we use a lot of Chinese and Western herbs and essential oils to synergize the mm -hmm. cannabinoids. And then we have a lot that's a, um, it's a microdose technology, but over time. So, uh, for example, we have a 25 milligram THC lozenge that you get a milligram per minute coming out. It's a 25 minute dissolve. Oh. Um, so you're getting it slowly absorbed directly into the, your oral mucosa into your bloodstream through the mouth. So this is a very unique product where you don't get that spike of active. So mm -hmm. spike of THC, you keep it in the therapeutic range mm -hmm. by getting small amounts concentrated in the system over time. The microdose effect. Correct. But this is over time. So it's a little bit different than just a two and a half milligram, you know, edible. It's, it's more like over time. So it's a little bit different effect. So that's really pure ratios. We have a lot of other products we're coming out, but it's really mixing accurate dosing with natural medicine. And mm -hmm. we're really the only company that's mixing both having, you know, herbalists and acupuncturists as part of the team. Yeah. It seems like in this, in this, um, uh, business environment, there are not too many that come to the table with your there, wealth yeah. of knowledge. I mean, there, there's there's only one herbalist. other company I know of that has a chiropractor from Canada that made some topicals. What I'm finding is there's going to be a huge movement in the natural medicine profession towards cannabis medicine because I believe they should be leading the charge, not biochemists. Mm -hmm. and not MDs. And those are who leading it now is MDs and biochemists. There's very little practitioners because of the stigma and because of um, patients coming in overdosed, what I call overdosing on THC. Because if you take too much, it's going to downregulate your system. Yeah, It's going to downregulate your energetic system as acupuncturists. And, and that's why we've kind of put it down even as acupuncturists or as natural medicine because people are taking too much. But when you go on the microdose side, yeah. when you're talking about CBD, it's extremely safe. Mm -hmm. And there's a sweet spot that really balances each person. Yeah, it just seems like a, seems like a great addition to to any sort of therapeutic regimen where, where it's appropriate, as well as you know these other ideas of um, you know peak performance yeah. that we've been talking. And because about. it's it's really a homeostasis um, herb, we're not giving this strong direction. Even though THC can have it, but it's great to have it in your arsenal when you're working with cannabis medicine to give a direction. But it's a real homeostasis. You know, it's about regulation. So if you had a crystal ball, where do you see this where do you see this industry in in 10 25 years? Um, I think it's going to be uh, which is sad, but this is what's it's going to be owned by the pharmaceutical companies, oh. by the beer and alcohol companies. Okay. Um, they're going to come in and really take it over like they've done everywhere. I'm hoping that the mom and pops will stay in. Um, but like any industry, it's going to be um, it's going to have a a very in my opinion it's going to have a lot of um, a lot of interesting products coming out. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it, it's going to be a real addition for 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 people, and I, I believe there's going to be a whole specialty in Western medicine on endocannabinoid system. It's going to have its own unique, like you go to a neurologist, you're going to go to an endocannabinoid specialist. This is already happening, so this is what's going to happen in the medical field, and I'm hoping, and I'm 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 praying for the natural medicine practitioners to step up and lead the charge. So what I'm hearing is Pure Ratios is going to be owned by Johnson & Johnson in 10 years? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> possible. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, possible. Well, I, I, hope, I hope and wish all the success Thank for you. you and your company. Yes, it's pleasure. been really wonderful talking to you and learning yeah. more about this. I sure. certainly learned a lot. Oh, it's my passion. I love yeah. to speak about it. Thank you for having me, and it's been an honor. Yeah, and uh, should our listeners want to find your company, what, uh, what website do they go to? Um, we have pureratios.com, um, and we have our, our online store for our CBD hemp products where we can sell throughout the United States at pureratioscbd.com. Um, but they're both linked both sides, so either one will get you to all the information. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks, Chad, Thank so much. Thank you. All right. Blessings.